Hello and welcome to Euroballs in partnership with Labrooks, our Euro 2020 show here on Ball Study, where we bring you all the previews of the biggest games of the tournament in, again, partnership with Labrooks. Delighted to be joined once again today by our regular guests, um, former Ireland international Kevin Doyle and by Aston Villa legend, former England international Gabby Agbonlahort. Lads, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, we've lots to get to today. Just to remind you that Labrooks are offering you a one euro five aside free bet um, this Friday for England versus Scotland, the big game, um, of course, on Friday night. Uh, check out labbrooks.com each match day after 10 a.m. for more great offers like this. Uh, lads, that's the game I want to talk about most um, with you, but I suppose last night ended uh, round one of fixtures. We've seen all the teams now. France, you know, uh, the favourites, the last team we see, and putting down one of those kind of performances, um, Gabby, that... that you know, made you kind of sit up and notice a little bit. Who's impressed you most over the over the course of the first week? I think for me, it's got to be France. I feel that Italy done well in the first game, but um, Turkey were very poor. For me, France didn't really get out of gear two for me. They've got a lot of gears left in them. They played against a really good Germany side. And I just like France, and I feel that they're, they're the only team in the whole competition with that one standout player in Mbappe. And we've seen a few attempts that he had, a few runs that he had. And for me, he's going to be the difference that wins it for France. Kevin, would you agree? Um, yeah, listen, hard to, to say anything negative about France. Um, won't surprise me, Italy, first game, like Gabby said. Um, Netherlands, I don't need to go to win it, but they played really well. Um, Belgium, I suppose, you know, couldn't have done much more in their first game, could they? And Lukaku, from a striker perspective, the top strikers in the tournament. Um, I know Mbappe played well last night, but didn't score. Harry Kane looked half a yard short of his best or his most sharpest. You know, I know he's not the quickest in the world, but you know, he just did, looked a bit sluggish to me. And Lewandowski as well. Expected a lot of him in the first game for Poland, and he looked way off it so um, Belgium having Lukaku firing all cylinders from game from the first game um, again centre forward score goals I think anyone who's won this tournament they usually have the lead score or very close to it um, so it's a good start for, for Belgium yeah, a couple of 3 nil wins in there against probably lesser teams, and then obviously France and England beating good teams. It's sort of it's sort of uh, to plan so far for some of the bigger teams. Obviously, there was one incident that's going to kind of dominate when we look back on this tournament, and uh, like that's the Christian Eriksen thing. And you know, it was it was one of the more you know harrowing things to watch um, over the course of last week, Kevin. But I don't know. Do you feel we're we're going to see Denmark? You know, again, um, they're playing Belgium. Uh, they got a result earlier today. That's that's you know is is a good one for them. Really, you know, it gives them a chance. You know, if they if if they beat Russia in the last game, do you see any way that they can kind of come back into the tournament, or is this sort of just look? Um, this is what's going to define the Danish tournament for now. I don't know. You know, the fact they're missing their best player as well, not only psychologically yeah. what happened to them um, on the pitch, but missing Christian Eriksen. Um, you know, he is their star and I don't know, do they, do, do they, um, you know, you can see, you can see teams being galvanized and getting a real team spirit and togetherness that came from that and they, they really showed that in that game. I know they got beat, but afterwards and, and everything that, that went on and said, so they're going to be hoping from that side of things, quality-wise losing Christian Hurts a massive, massive blow for them um, on the pitch. 
Yeah. Let's move on to the England game, uh, England-Scotland, right? Because I think this is what we want to talk about. It's the game that we're looking forward to here. It's, it, in some ways, it's the biggest game of the tournament so far from a kind of a, a local uh, British and Irish perspective anyway, Gabby. Um, England, What I, I suppose there's, a, there's a, actually a very general question to ask here of what did you make of England? Because I've seen different perspectives on the performance in some ways that they were very impressive got the job done had more in the tank if they needed it and then other people kind of saying like you know they need to show a lot more Croatia weren't great if they're going to go and win this tournament as English people English management English players expect we're going to have to see a lot more from them Kevin mentioned Harry Kane might not have been in the best of form we have the issue with Trippier been playing left back etc etc what did you make of the whole thing I think, um, you know, Southgate uh, made these changes. He left Chilwell, Sancho out, Shaw out, and it worked. But maybe he knew more about Croatia than we did. For me, Croatia were very poor. Um, they offer nothing going forward, defensively very poor. So, for me, it's hard to judge England on that game. Yes, it was important to get off the mark and get a win. But if they're going to win this tournament, they've got to be a lot more. You're going to need a lot more from your left back going forward. You're going to need um, a Shaw or chill while in there. Um, and you're going to need more of Harry Kane. You know, he, was, he wasn't really pressing the defenders as much as he used to either. He looked like, Kevin says, um, a yard off it. So as much as England done okay in the first game, I think everyone deep down that supports England knows that when you're seeing the, the other teams in this tournament, I mean, for me, Germany looked very good yesterday. Portugal ended up getting the result. There's some good teams in this tournament, so England have to improve a lot. They've kind of got the group to do it, Kevin. Now, I suppose if you were to look at any kind of positives, it would be like the Phillips-Rice combination. We weren't too sure whether they should play, maybe in the two holding midfield styles, but that definitely worked out for them. You do expect that Harry Kane, they're probably not going to drop him. He's hopefully going to come into a little bit of form for them. Yeah. And Sterling and Foden did look like they might be a decent combination to play off him and that they both offer something very different. Yeah, listen, it was... Really interesting team selection. You know, like like Sancho wasn't even on the no. bench, was he? Um, you know, so it does show how much strength and depth they have. Looking at Portugal's bench last night, the same thing. They their bench was fantastic. Um, England, I think, hadn't won a first an opening game in a major competition in a long time. So you know, looking at positives for them, that was one. Um, and you'd imagine, you know, nerves first game, all that. You you take that into account with their performance as well, and. You know, were Croatia poor or did England make them look poor? So, supposedly you look at it both ways. If I was an England fan, I would be trying to, you know, look at it that way, the positives on it. Coming into the Scotland game, though, you know, this is Scotland were Scotland were fine the other day against um, the Czech Republic. They created chances. They probably they didn't deserve to lose the game, but they didn't have quality to finish any of the chances they created. They got in good positions and, and you know, they huffed and puffed, the old saying, but they didn't, they didn't look like scorn. Um, they didn't look, even Robertson got forward and left one time had a great chance just to spank one. And he, he, he sort of, you know, timidly side-footed it. Um, so the only thing for Scotland and England, Scotland would be so for this. This is a totally different scenario. This is like a derby game. I know it's like Ireland v England, the same with Scotland v England. Um, it's a unique one-off game for them. So their form or what happened in the previous game sort of is forgotten about. And that's what they have to look at. England, I think, will just look at the last Scotland game and think, yeah, we're, we, you know, play anyway like we did in the first game and probably a bit better and uh, I think a lot as well Kevin a lot of talks gone into Euro 96 you know the Gascoigne goal against Scotland 
you know, these England players are going to re want to re um, recreate that. A Greenish, yeah. a Bowden, a Kane, they're going to want to do the same thing. England are going to know everything that comes to this game, you know, the rivalry and the history. So I think both teams are going to be up for it from the final, I mean, from the start of the game. And I just think England are going to have too much for Scotland. I mean, Scotland will give it a good go, but I'm thinking the last 30 minutes, the likes of Rashford, you know, Calvin, Lewin, Grealish available to come on. I think England will um, probably win the game by a couple of goals. Did either of you ever score a goal like uh, Schicks against uh, Scotland um, the other day? I couldn't kick the ball that far. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were doing the game. I was doing the game for RT, and uh, I think it was I was doing it with Damien Duff. And Duff was like, like all top players look up, look up, and and see. I never looked up. <laughs> There's no chance I was looking up in that position. That ruled me out of ever having a chance to score a goal like that. Uh, I never, I wouldn't have taught, I wouldn't have taught a striker from there. Yeah. I wonder did it sum up Scotland's I don't know if naivety is the right word, but the their performance did you you said they played all right, Kevin. And look, I was the one I was you you laughed me out of the room for saying they were underrated at two hundred to one um, <laughs> when we did the preview show. But you know, I thought that they huffed and puffed a lot and they seemed to be doing well to a certain extent. And then it would just it would like I thought John McGinn, Gabby, like mentioned as as a villa player was a was a very good example in that he seemed to do the first thing right an awful lot. And then when he had to do the second thing, which was lay off the pass yeah, or whatever, yeah. he was dispossessed think, and lost it. I think Some you gotta remember it's their first tournament in a long time, you know, really? a lot of said about England the first game, a lot of pressure. Czech Republic got some good players. We've seen Suchek and Kufal at West Ham. So it was always going to be a tough game, but I just don't understand from a goalkeeper point of view. You'd have to try and get a goalkeeper's um, point of view on here to be so far off his line when there's still maybe 35, 40 minutes left in a game and you're only 1-0 down in the first game of the tournament. I think um, a lot of Scottish players that are playing that game would have been disappointed with the keeper being so far off his line. Yeah. I saw the explanation uh, being said, being suggested anyway that the the centre half um, having the shot, the snapshot when there was nobody back, wasn't the right way to go either. But again, I think it all kind of some plays into the same thing. But was there enough positives in, in what you saw, Gabby, to even think like you know on their day they get into England, they they rattle them a little bit, they make it a derby game that they not even beat them, but just give them some problems. Listen, England versus Scotland, it's always going to be one of them games. You know, the Scottish players are going to lift it just because they're playing England. They're going to want to beat England at Wembley and make history for, for their country. So, yeah, it's not going to be an easy game for England. I expect the first half to be very tight, even nil-nil. But I just think that the amount of defending that Scotland will probably have to be doing against England, sooner or later, England are going to make them tired. And with the bench that we've got available, there's changes that can come on and win the game. But I'm really looking forward to it because I know some of these Scottish players, especially McGinn, and they're going to be very up for it. I can see McTominay as well being up for it. And, you know, they owe their fans as well. After losing that first game, they're going to want to um, put a smile on their fans' faces. Yeah. Not the kind of country that has the strength and depth, Kevin. We know all about this to lose somebody like Kieran Tierney either. You know what I mean? It's it's like even if he is fairly well covered in his position um, with, with Robertson. But, like, you know, that that's not ideal either. But I don't know. I, I for, for me, they were actually... They again. I almost, I'm almost repeating myself here, but it was like as if they almost showed what I thought they had in them. But I, I worry that you know when they come up against like England, they're a good bit of a better team than Czech Republic, and they won't have as much of the ball this time. Is like, will they have enough? Um, will they have enough in them to kind of get it, 
yeah. you know, they're almost going to have to come out very old school here and throw in some tackles and be a little bit kind of 1980s football, really. And I don't know if that works these days. Yeah, they'll have to create a war, basically, make it a real Derby end-to-end type game. Um, frustrate England, get people behind the ball, break quickly. Um, you know, I was disappointed with talking about McGinn. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about him. Just talking to Scottish pundits and all of them, and they're all really confident about Scotland getting out of group and having a decent tournament. Um, and I've played with a good lot of Scottish players, and the one thing they won't lack is confidence. Um, they definitely believe they're going to win the game. Uh, I'm sure Gabby would agree with me on that one. They, they never showed, but they didn't qualify for a tournament. Okay, yeah. for a long, but it, they always just they always just thought they were better than Ireland, and we'd go and beat them all the time. And it never happened. I've, I've been having some banter with Barry Bannon and Alan Hutton <laughs> and Ross McCormack. I've been messaging them all, saying like, you know, we we got to own you again, and they're biting at me, saying we got to beat you. But when it comes to having a bet, they're like, no, 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 I'm not betting. So mm-hmm. they know deep down, as much as they they they. they um, don't like England. They know England's quality will always come through. Yeah, absolutely. What about team selection then from England's point of view, Kevin? Do you see any uh I saw in the um, before we came on, do you see yeah. like any any change any like you know Scotland might sit back a little bit. It might be, you know, you, you Sterling is gonna hit the break in a more open game and a more even game, but maybe someone like Grealish can unlock the defence so when yeah. you have all the ball. Does he need the two sitting midfielders in this game? You know, he probably doesn't. It's really hard to read. Yeah, how could you pick Gareth Southgate's first scene? Um, you know, playing uh, right back, left back. You know, no one saw that coming. Um, two defensive midfielders. Does he play? I don't think he needs to play them against Scotland, to be honest with you. Maybe he will. He, in fairness to him, he doesn't do the expected. He doesn't just go with what the media want or whatever, which seems to have been the case over the years with England and trying to fit everyone they want in the team. He doesn't do that. He picks who he thinks is right. I, you know, I feel he goes a lot on training and stats and energy and what people are doing for the last few weeks um, in his team selections. So um, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I wouldn't surprise me. Like Sancho wasn't on the bench, wouldn't surprise me if he was involved. You know, like he, he does, he does think a bit differently than than uh, a lot of managers. And um, you know, maybe maybe he surprises again. He definitely surprises in the first game. How long, Gabby, do, you, do, do, do does a happy camp, do you think, stay a happy camp if, if, if there isn't too many changes here or if, if lads don't feel like that they've got a, 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 a route into the team over the course of the tournament? I think the big problem is um, that I didn't know until the start of the game was that you can't have 26 involved. You know, three have to be left out, which I think is quite strange, you know, in a tournament. So, like he says, if Chilwell and Pancho were to be left out again, um, out of the squad, that's not going to go down well. You know, that's when you start getting unhappy players because you played so much time for England. Chilwell's been a regular. Then to be left out of a 23 for a game, that's when you start losing people around um, the camp. So I'm sure Southgate will know that. And it won't surprise me if it's Chilwell and Sancho in and maybe Saka and Cody out or something, you know. You won't need as much defensive cover on the bench for this game. Yeah. Give us a score prediction, Gabby. I'm going to go 2-1 England. I think Scotland will get a chance, a couple of chances. And um, someone like McGinn will, just, just will end up scoring. But I feel like England with Kane, Rashford will um, get a goal each maybe. But England 2-1. England 2-1. Um, Kevin, what, what do you think? Oh, like... <laughs> you know, I want to go. I want to go to Celtic side of things, but I can't. <laughs> I'm going to use my head. I, I listen. I pick. I said the Czech would beat Scotland, and I got a good bit of stick for that. Um, different Scottish fans 
um, messaging me who are very disappointed, um, questioning my sanity. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go England. It's hard to see. You can't see anything else than that. I think England by a few goals, to be honest. Give us a score there. Okay, uh, three one. Mate. I go one more than Gabby. I do think Scotland might score one. England. Kevin, you lived in England for so many years. What do you support? Have you ever noticed, Gabby? That war, was bad. Don't worry. Have you ever noticed that we're all we're only Celts when it comes to when teams are playing England? <laughs> it's not as if we all get behind Scotland. What a whore just as bad. He's the worst. Two one is fifteen to two on Ladbrooks.com. Three one as Kevin goes for is eleven to one, um, which is uh, a fairly nice odds. Um, okay, so both going for an England win there. It's Friday night, eight o'clock. Um, should be should be a great game. Um, you can uh, Ladbrooks are offering you a one euro five aside free bet. Uh, for that game um so you get on on friday to pick to get your to avail of that and go to labrooks.com every match day um after 10 a.m to get more offers just like that before we go lads um there's a good second week outside of this game as well like i mean the the it's the portugal germany game which now you know with germany losing that game definitely stands out to me anyway i there's lots of other really good games what are you most looking forward to <laughs> Kevin. For me, I think um, I'm, I'm looking forward to that game. Like he says, Germany lost to France. But Germany played very well, especially second half. They were the better team for me. So I really fancy Germany to go and beat, beat Portugal. Portugal were quite quite poor for the whole game, really. Um, ended up scoring a deflected goal, and then their confidence got higher the last mm. 10 minutes. But I fancy Germany to win that game, and it'll be an entertaining game. Yeah, I have to say, I don't think... Um... Bruno Fernandes is incredibly quiet, and the two lads out, uh, uh, you know, either side of Ronaldo, Bernardo, and um, and Jota were too. I, I wonder will they be a bit better, Kevin, without as much of the ball? You know what I mean? That might. I think, there's, I think there's too many of them trying to do the same thing. Fernandes, Silva, Ronaldo, uh, Jota, and they brought on the other um, Silva up front in the last few minutes, and it really helped them. I thought, and they got the two goals and. Um, I, I said I was on the TV, I was doing that game as well. I feel like I've done every game. Um, that, Fernandez, that Fernandez was quiet. And I had um, I had a couple of Man United fans go nuts and tweet me. Didn't realise I'm a Man United fan as well. And it was like your typical, you know, any, anyone but United type thing coming at me saying, Fernandez nearly set up two goals and nearly scored two goals and nearly did this and nearly did that. Um, what's there's a saying like down here anyway, nearly never bullied a heifer. You know, nearly gets you nowhere. And he was, I thought it was very quiet. Um, mm. Yeah, he, he didn't, uh, Jota actually was, Jota could have been man of the match, could have had a few goals. Again, didn't. Um, and was main man again, Ronaldo. But you look at Portugal's bench, that was what impressed me. Who they could bring on. There's a quality. I, I didn't realise they had that much quality in reserve. Um, so that's a game. And again, it's it's Germany, you know, it could be all over for them. It's a massive game for them. And their, their squad, I thought Germany were sort of, you know, been out, you know, not top down in this tournament, and, and you go through their squad and run real. But um, Didier Man, who, who does the TV over here as well, um, you know, who'd know a lot more about Germany than we do, said, No, he doesn't fancy them at all. So, um, you know, you have to go with him. He's, he'd be uh, more of an expert on it than any of us as was on the German national team. So, yeah, really interesting game. Interesting one. I, I don't know. I Portugal, I think, have so much more in the locker than, than they showed yesterday. One to watch as well is uh, the Netherlands and Austria, just in the fact that they scored seven goals between them in the uh, in in the first round. But maybe I think I think people will want to watch the Netherlands who who just suddenly decided to 
abandon their qualification strategy and go all out attack, which we love to see at a major tournament. Yeah. Um, this yeah. has been brilliant talking to you. Thanks so much um, for joining us today. Um, I know, Gabby, you're going to be with us again uh, a little bit later in the tournament. Kevin, um, uh, myself and yourself will be back next week when there's uh, loads of massive games on. We'll be back a couple of times. So uh, thanks again for joining us, and we'll talk to you soon. Um, just before we go, uh, just a reminder, if you're having a bet on um, the Euros or anything else at all, please always gamble responsibly. Visit dunlouis.net for more information. We'll be back with more Euro balls next week, and do enjoy the games in the meantime.